Good evening. Welcome to another edition of the wonderful show, The Impact Movie Chat. How y'all doing tonight? You're listening to 89 FM, The Impact. It's exposure time, 7 to 8 p.m. every weekday night. It's all talk. It's all live. It always rocks you out. There's a night time for The Impact Movie Chat, where over the next hour, we're going to be talking about nothing but movies. Uh, we're going to give you previews of what's coming out in the theaters, what's new to your rental stores, doing reviews, talking about news and gossip. We always have a topic, a video pick of the week, everything and a bag of chips on tonight's show, The Impact Movie Chat. My name is Brad Brooks. Thanks for joining us here. Phone lines are always open, so remember, this show is for you. If there's anything you want to talk about, a topic you think has to be discussed on this show, give us a call, 432-3893. Once again, 432-3893. If there's anything movie-related you want to talk about, if you saw a movie and you want your opinion heard about it, if we talk about a movie that you may want to see and want to get our opinion on it, give us a call. Let us know how you're feeling. This is your show, too. Phone number, once again, is 432-3893. Once again, 432-3893. Let me introduce the excellent panel that's with us tonight. As always, my right-hand man, the Reverend. Reverend, how are you? Fantastic. Excellent. Excellent. Hair's getting a little shaggy, but you're, you're doing, you look excellent. Nice. Excellent. <laughs> uh, also, my left-hand man, Ooh. the keister, Andy Keist. Also keister. known as Lefty. And lefty. Or the Keister. Yeah. Yes. How you doing? <laughs> I'm super. Glad Thank to you. have you on. Good to be here. All right. It's an excellent show tonight. First of all, we're going to start it off with the Reverend's News. This is a little section we like to do at the beginning to kick it off, Kung Fu style. Do some news. Talk about what's some of the buzz going on in Hollywood and uh, discuss it. Absolutely. So, Reverend, take it away. News. Okay. Um, I've talked a number of times about George Romero's new living dead movie which it finally looks like it's it's ready to go the uh official title is going to be land of the dead and uh it's going to start shooting in october so he's going to do that first and then do the bizarre rock opera with david bowie after that <laughs> and what is, uh, what's the premise of the rock opera i believe um david bowie is a demon who fronts a rock band <laughs> it sounds good. And beyond that, I don't really know that much about the plot. But it, it sounds interesting. The people, the sl- slight things I've heard about the script are that it's really bizarre. So sounds good. Yeah, exactly. Any idea of what the uh, was the? Do you have, know of the name of this fourth installment of Romero's uh, inappropriately named zombie trilogy? Now, yeah. Uh, what's the, is there a name for it yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Land Land of the Dead. Land of the Dead. Yep. Land of the Dead. And is it just a continuation of the previous three? Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, the characters, there aren't any crossover characters between the films, if you've seen them. So it's basically just, it takes place in the same world a number of years later. Um, as with all the films, I'm sure it'll be topical to some degree. It'll be about our, our times and also be gory and violent and freaky. It'll be about the internet. This right. Time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and the big question for me is, uh-huh. and this may be something you don't know about yet, right. will the zombies run? Hmm, I, I'm going to say no. You, like, you say no running. Although, I think I heard something, a rumor, and I don't know if this is true, that there's something about the zombies will be slightly different, or there's like some, I don't know, smarter zombies or something. Like they kind of hinted at in Day of the Dead. Yes. Like that the zombies can kind of learn so maybe they'll be running. I don't know if that's something they can learn, a new trick. Okay. You know? Hopefully they'll at least be 
they'll at least continue to be progressively stronger. Because right. if you know, if you watch, if you watch the three movies back to back, you know, Night of the Living Dead, you breathe on one and it falls over. Yeah, right. Until in, in, in what Dawn of the Dead, they're a little bit, you know, they're a little bit more. You really got to push. You got to yeah. push them off you. Yeah. Right. And Day of the Dead, you know, they just they swing their arm and they'll tear you apart. You know? <laughs> right. So hopefully this one. They shoot lasers out of their eyes. Yes. Right. Something like they that. They breathe fire or something. <laughs> yeah. But interesting. Great. Uh, that's excellent. I'm glad they're actually finally getting that going. That's been a dream project. Definitely one that's been in uh, developmental hell for Absolutely. a long time. So it's excellent that's coming out. Absolutely. Um, let's see. A few other little things here. Uh, we talked about a, a movie we had never heard of before last week <clears throat> called Big Bug Man. Um, the, the last project that Marlon the, Brando... The last project of Marlon Brando. I just found out a couple tidbits about this. Excellent. One of them is that the main character is going to be voiced by Brendan Fraser. Um, also, a little bit about the plot is it involves, sort of similar to Spider-Man, it involves a guy who's bitten by a number of bugs, radioactive bugs, and gets powers from each of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which sounds kind of funny. So... Is it if it's something along the lines of maybe the tick or something? Right, right. Yeah, very tongue in cheek. Or the upcoming, uh, the Invincibles or Incredibles. The Incredibles, yeah. the uh, the next Pixar film, which is due out uh, around Thanksgiving. Yeah, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah. So that that's a big bug man. Out, it sounds out interesting. Out and in it, a it's, years. it's an animated film. Yes, animated. It's animated. So it does. It's that's a good time. Yeah, and uh, but a minor role by the late great Marlon Brando, his mm. last. His last work. Just like Orson Welles. In Transformers, the movie. Yes. Yeah. Gotta go out in a bang. <laughs> That's the way you do it. Um, okay, what else do I got here? What else? Um, I've got, there's a British movie called Fever Pitch, which is based on a novel by Nick Hornby, which is about his obsession with soccer and it starred uh, Colin Firth. A funny, funny British uh, romantic yeah. comedy. Yeah, it's a, it's a cute movie. It's it's Nick Hornby wrote uh, the about a boy and um, High Fidelity, High Fidelity which they based good. those movies yep. on. Um, and the American version uh, <laughs> is going to star Jimmy Fallon. Hate it. And Drew Barrymore. Already hate it. It's it's instead of being about soccer, it's going to be about baseball. Of course. And directed by. The Farrelly Brothers. Of course, it's directed by the Farrelly Brothers. Right. They were they they, they were th- some some geniuses at the executive meeting were like, we need to make a bad movie, and they put all the names like, okay, lead actor, they put a bunch of names in a hat. Lead actress, they put a bunch of names in a hat. Director's name in a hat. Uh, ideas that would be cool, but the way they're but they're going to Americanize them, so they'll suck. Put those in a hat and pull them out. Okay, uh, what movie we're we going to do? Oh, Fever Pitch. This this. Uh, wonderful book that's about soccer and this man's obsession with soccer and this one team. Very British, and it's a romantic comedy about how it you know dominates his life, but he still finds love. But let's make that about baseball. Great idea, excellent score. <laughs> who are we gonna? Who who? Okay, let's pull out. Who's gonna be the lead actor? Jimmy Fallon. Okay, who's the love interest? Drew Barrymore. Oh, <laughs> that almost could be good. We need to we need to be careful. I hope when we pull the name out of the hat of the directors that would ruin a movie, who would be the best ones? And they lucked out. The Fairly Brothers. This sounds like the worst idea ever. You've seen the there is a movie, the original Fever Pitch yeah, with Colin Firth, which is cute. It's cute. Not it's very not a British, but not, but not yeah. nearly as good as About a Boy or High Fidelity. Right. But, but good. It's got good moments, and but it's very British. Yeah. It's kind of quaint. Yeah. Is one way to put it. So, well, wow, that sounds we'll, horrible. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, there was another movie announced um, called Under My Skin, starring Annette Bening. 
which um, is based on another Nick Hornby book, How to Be Good. That's going in production. Oh, so they're okay. His latest. They're doing everything. <laughs> so yeah, that'll be it. Yeah, exactly. Got everything covered. They don't have a director on that yet, as as far and as I know. And so, but... I, I I don't know the story of how to be good, but I imagine once again an Americanization of of the, of yeah. the film, oh, of yeah, the book. And, so. Well, so far, High Fidelity, I I thought it worked well when they moved it to America. They did a great job. And about a boy, they kept it British, but with mm-hmm. American directors, and that worked out very well. Uh, so the How to Be Good adaptation may be good, but I'm gonna guess. The American adaptation of Fear Pitch will suck. Yeah. It's going to be bad. Yeah. I could see that. Although I, I, I have said before, we were talking about this before the show, but the, uh, the, um, the, the directors of About a Boy are the people who did American Pie and uh, Down, to Down to Earth, which I hate those movies, but I liked, Amer- uh, I liked About a Boy. So maybe the Farrelly Brothers will pull I, it off. Who knows? No, it's, it's, see, it's possible. <clears throat> <laughs> to start off, at least the Weiss brothers were, were young still. They hadn't done a lot of work. <laughs> they hadn't set into a mold of exactly what they were going to do. Right. Teen gross-out comedy, okay. Then they moved to a Chris Rock bad, you know, almost exploitation film remake of an old Warren Beatty classic. Okay, you know, they're, they're slightly different films. Right. And then they go completely different with About a Boy. That's, so at least the Weiss brothers did a little something. The Farley brothers make the same bad movie. <laughs> it's like a gross-out movie, but even stupider and unpolished, and just just dumb. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I guess I, I would do I do agree with that. Although I think like their first few movies are pretty first few dumb. movies. Yeah. What years were those? And a how many ago. movies have they done since? But I'm just saying. Okay. I'm just saying. Okay. They have they have made good movies before. Right. You know. I'm just saying that was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> and they've made many many bad films since. Right. Yes. Can we at least agree on that? No, I agree. They okay. they get worse with every film. Yes. Yeah. They don't even care anymore. All right. <laughs> okay. All that aside. <laughs> All right. One second. All right. Uh, you're listening to the Impact Movie Chat here on 89FM, The Impact. Phone lines are open 432-3893. Once again, 432-3893. If there's anything you want to talk about, if you want to make a comment about the Reverend's News, you found a cool bit of movie news, let us know. 432-3893. Let us know. Reverend. Oh, before we get back to you, Reverend, yes. one second. Alex Dowd, the doubter, just entered the studio. Dowd, how you doing? Good. Okay, whatever. You weren't here on time. So, <laughs> let's go back to the Reverend's news. Reverend. Yes. Okay. There's a uh, somewhat not widely known director named Adam Agoyan. That's, I don't know if that's the pronunciation. Yeah, but Adam Agoyan. It, that's what it looks like. Uh, he's a Canadian, very dark director. He did the movies Exotica and The Sweet Hereafter, which are, I think, are both excellent movies. He's working on a new film. Excellent. It's a film noir called Where the Truth Lies. Uh, starring Allison Lohman, who uh, Andy loves. Oh yeah, sure. She's yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Kevin Bacon, and I love uh, Kevin Bacon and Colin Firth. Colin Firth is great. Yeah, and mm. I, I'm always down for noir. So noir is always fun. Uh, it's a it's a great genre, mm-hmm. and it you know usually it's pretty much hit or miss, right? Uh, because it depends on if the director actually knows what noir is. Yeah, exactly. And for the most part, they don't. And they Canadian. just think it's dark. It's yeah. like yeah. turn out the lights in the film. Yeah, that's it. Canadians are very depressing. They're the directors. The directors are very depressing people, and and so it, I think it would be a good genre to work in. They, they, the, all the Canadians I know are very nice, very happy people. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like they they sucked up all the depression in the country, and put it in the pill, and then forced the directors to take it. Yeah. So the rest of the nation is spared from it, which I think is a great idea. Yes. Um. Okay. Jim Abrams, one of the the co-directors of the classic Airplane, 
yes. uh, who also did uh, Hot Shots, Hot Shots Part Due, um, Ruthless People. Some okay. movies that I, I like him better than I think some of the other directors of Airplane, but he's got a new movie he's working on called uh, Balls of Courage, which is uh, like a parody of um, action, <laughs> Bruckheimer action oh, movies. Okay. okay. <laughs> which, uh, I don't know, it's got potential. <laughs> I thought it was worth mentioning. <laughs> that, the movie might be bad. That title the is title's awesome. That's a double Robert, entendre, not to be a jerk. It's not to be a jerk, but what was the title of the film that they are making? The, oh, oh uh, that, that, what's the name of the title is, the, again? The which one? Oh, the, the, that one. That one. What is it again? Balls of Courage. Balls of Courage. Okay, I yeah. just <laughs> want to make sure I heard you correct. Yes, absolutely. All right, that's that's enough toilet humor for the show. Exactly. We've hit our quota and we're done. Okay. Um, all right, I got three more little bits here. Wow, the save, Reverend. Save, I, I go increasing interest. For you, yeah, yeah, of your increasing interest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not for like, anyone else. No, this isn't. This is just. This. That's why it's the Reverend's news. Right. These are the things that you're that you're <laughs> rocked out by, and that's why they're on there. Yes. And that's brilliant. Um, okay. This one is Project Greenlight, actually related, which is interesting. <laughs> which um, is always great because Project Greenlight. <laughs> I haven't seen either of the movies they made, but they look just like just boring, just like generic. You know, like something that Matt Damon and Ben Affleck would produce. Yeah, bad independent films. Yes. Uh, The new movie sounds at least a lot more interesting. It's called Feast, and it's about all these people who are trapped in a bar, and they're fighting flying monsters that are killing them off one by one. (laughs) What? What? Yeah. But isn't Project Greenlight that show where they give a a new director, a new writer the chance to make their movie Mm -hmm. for like a million dollars? So it's just going to be low-budget horror now? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And uh, and actually, uh, Wes Craven is going to act as a producer on it. Ah, he's going to help the boys out. Exactly. Because if you've ever seen the show Project Greenlight, and this is my impression (laughs) on the show, not an actual fact. Is that Ben Affleck and Matt Damon don't do anything production wise? You see them once or twice. They roll in. They're like, "Hey, hey, hey! I got an Oscar for Goodwill Hunting, Yowza!" And then they they pick like, up a check and go. Yeah, they like point to someone and say, "You make the movie," and then they hand it off to their friend who is a total A, and then they make him do all the work. So yes. is that basically the show? I think yeah, I yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah, I summed it up pretty well. Um, that sounds interesting. Yeah. Taking a different it, step. Yeah, it might, and it might be terrible. It just to me, it sounded a lot more interesting than the. I don't know the what the the Jewish boy the, and the, the Christian the boy who become Smart friends yeah. and you know whatever. <laughs> um, there's okay. Next, uh, Clint Eastwood. He's got a new directing project lined up, and this time he's teaming up with Steven Spielberg as producer. Mm-hmm. And um, it's based on a book called Flags of Our Fathers, which is a uh, a true life book about the Battle of Iwo Jima. And uh, so, yeah, it's going to be a massive uh, historical war battle kind of thing. Okay. I think, uh, I, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Clint Eastwood. Oh, myself, yeah, you are. So uh, I'm really excited about That'd that. Tr- Has he made a war film ever? I, I'm trying to, I can't think of, <sighs> he's I can think of the things he's been in, but not, not necessarily what he's actually directed. Not in terms of uh, directing that I remember. I mean, he's been in a couple war movies. He, but. he didn't direct Hamburger Hill, did he? No, did okay. not direct Hamburger Hill. Right, yeah, right. he was in, he was in a couple. He was in Kelly's Heroes and stuff like that. Right. But um, yeah, so that might be cool. Uh, so you would ask, 
you know, if Clint Eastwood is this director that I love, what could be more interesting than that? What could top that in The Reverend is News? Okay. This is interesting. <laughs> I'm all a flutter. Wonder. It's a new documentary about Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> nice. It's a movie. Wow. Not for any particular reason. I mean, it, 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 it shows him and his fiance on, as they're making this play, The Music Man. But it's not about Music Man. It's about it's just following Jeff Goldblum around, and I think just talking about his life. I think that's awesome. <laughs> I think you know? that's the, probably the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I know that's like that's the only thing that could top Clint Eastwood working on a new movie is is a documentary. <laughs> Let's get a camera uh, and follow Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. I you know what that Sold. sounds like two hours of fun right there. Done. I got. Set, I, I'm done. getting my ticket already. Uh, best movie of 2005, <laughs> maybe. Uh, we're gonna early predictions. That sounds great. I, we have an old. An old panelist, friend of mine, Joe Mono, who mm-hmm. used to be on, obsessed with Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. His greatest moment in his life was when he met Jeff Goldblum after a play in New York. Wow. Seen the pictures. It's amazing. So a <laughs> Jeff Goldblum documentary. That's excellent. Reverend, you topped yourself once again with the Reverend's <laughs> news. Well done. Here on the Impact Movie Channel, once again, phone lines are always open. This is your movie show, folks. Give us a call. Four three two three eighty nine three. If there's anything you've heard about that you want to let us know about, give us a call. If there's any movie that you've seen recently that we're talking about, give us a call. Let us know your opinion. And tonight, our topic of the show will be very interesting. You will want to get your phone ready. Phone number once again: four three two three eighty nine three four three two three eight nine three. Our topic for the night is in uh, honor of the new. Horrible Will Smith film called <laughs> I Robot. Um, Isaac Asimov's rolling over in his grave right now. It's like what? No, no. But yes, yes. I Robot came out. A movie sure to be um, a slap in the face of all that is robot and robotica. Uh, but we're gonna talk about the best robot movies. Uh, what movies are great movies about robots? Uh, why do robots rock? That's our topic for the night. Robots. Why they rock. <laughs> Give us a call. 432-3893. 432-3893. Guys, let's get one cool robot movie from each of you. Okay? Sounds good. We'll start with the keister. Andy? I'll say my favorite movie uh, about robots. It isn't about robots per se. It's more of a uh, dystopic film. It's a movie by Fritz Lang. It's called Metropolis. But the uh, the, ma- the main story arc involves uh, robotics. Yes. And it's... Uh, but there are many more layers to the movie than than that, but that's that's one of them. It's also my favorite sci-fi movie. So, little twofer there. A little something there. Metropolis. Excellent choice. Mm-hmm. Fritz Lang's Metropolis. Yes. Brilliant. Excellent choice, Reverend. Yes. Favorite robot movie. Okay. Um, that would easily be the uh, previously mentioned Transformers the movie, <laughs> uh, which, you know, I think is an awesome movie, but also it... Not only are the main characters all almost all robots, but you find out that everything in the universe is robots. Like all aliens are robots. They go to other planets. The fish are robots. <laughs> it's like it's it's a, a an orgy. It's it's a fest uh, <laughs> of of robotics and and robot creatures. And uh, so yes, love it. Robots. Transformers the movie. And the biggest thing about that is Orson Welles, the late great writer, director, actor, mm-hmm. his final acting mm-hmm. uh, performance was as what character? 
Uh, Unicron. Unicron. The, uh, the, the giant robotic planet. Brilliant. Yeah. That. A planet that's robots. Yes. That is a robot. Yes. Singular. Leonard Nimoy, Judd Nelson. <laughs> many, many great. Man. Many great. Uh, and, and, this is when, and, Judd, and this is when Judd Nelson was hot. <laughs> exactly. Judd Nelson probably got paid more than Orson Welles to do the Transformer movie. <laughs> I got to see this. Yes. It's brilliant. You haven't seen it? No. Wow. Shoot, so, you know what? You have to run the video store right now. Yeah. You have to leave the show. <laughs> and do that. Alex. Yes. Robots. It's a very tough call because there are a lot of good robot movies out there. Yeah, you pick one. Um, Terminator 2. Terminator That's 2. That's my favorite. Yeah. I just, I love that movie. It's a great yeah, movie. It's about robots and it's Fun. about time travel, which Gory. I love also. And yeah, Terminator 2. Terminator 2. I think it speaks for itself. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. No one's going to argue with Terminator no. 2. No. <laughs> no. If someone calls in, I dare you to call in and argue that Terminator 2 is not a great movie. One about robots. And two, just a great movie. Yeah. It can't be done. <laughs> it cannot be done. You got nothing. Give us a call, 432-3893. Once again, 432-3893. We're talking about robots, why they rock, your favorite robot movie, why robots should be in every movie, even if it's a Jane Eyre period piece, you know, or something by Jane Austen. A robot should be in it, at least as the stuffy butler. Am I right? Yeah. Exactly. I'm going to go with, I would have thought the Terminator, great. Uh, maybe the first one great movie about robots mm-hmm. even though it's kind of a cheesy 80s film when you look back at it but still <laughs> great um, of course I have to throw out my my, uh, my blanket answer of Star Wars uh, Darth Vader is a robot done great movie okay <laughs> but my real choice is um, Westworld nice Yule well Brenner yeah. is a scary SOB that's all I have to say He's, he is freaky and scary and when I was younger I, I saw this movie that scared me, and I, I had, you know, you know, we get older and time flies, and I guess I didn't realize how old the movie was. So when I recently thought about, well, who was the stars? There's two guys who travel to this uh, exotic, you know, place out in Arizona where, you know, you have Roman world, you have uh, medieval world, you have West world, and you get to play with robots and live out your fantasies in ancient, you know, ancient Rome or, you know, the medieval castle or in the, in the old West. Uh, and I thought the guys were... Jeff Bridges and Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> like this is just my mind when I saw it. I was like, "Who is it? Who is it?" Wrong. It's um. Oh, the names are now Brolin. Brolin. James Brolin. And um. Richard Benjamin. Richard Benjamin. That's it. But that movie's great. The robots go ape and begin killing the guests. And there's just a great classic sequence in which Yul Brenner's face comes off as they repair him. It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. That movie's scary. That movie's a good movie about robots. Mm-hmm. Give us your, give us a call. Let us know what you thought was a great movie about robots. Four three two three eighty nine three. Once again, four three two three eight nine three. We're talking about robots because of iRobot, which we'll preview in just a little bit. But let us know movies that you thought rocked with robots. Four three two three eighty nine three. Let's do some quick reviews, and I do mean quick. Yeah, yeah. Phil, you saw Dodgeball. Alex saw it. Said it sucked. Uh-huh. What That's do right. you say? And the, and the, the, there are two camps. We talked about this off yes. the air. What are the two camps? The two camps are people who say it's horrible, and the other camp is people who say that it's like best movie of the year. All right. Where are you pitching your tent? I'm exactly on the 50-yard line. Okay. I think I'm I, – I didn't I – di- I definitely didn't hate it as much as Alex, but I don't – I mean, a lot of the jokes are pretty obvious and – <laughs> that, I mean, yeah. there's, there's, I, I don't, I don't think even the people who love it would say there's anything that brilliant about it. 
But a comedy doesn't have to be brilliant. It just has to be funny. Uh, I laughed at some parts. I didn't think it was that great, but I, I somewhat enjoyed it. All right. So somewhat uh, enjoyed. It's it's a it's I would say watchable. Comedies. I, I would say comedies for you are a tough thing. Yeah. To really peg. Yeah. You know, because it's really got to be the right kind of thing, or it just doesn't work for you. Yes. And that's what I like about you. And this was like, eh, you know, some things I like, some things. Eh. Better uh, than Starsky and Hutch. Yes, I definitely did not like Starsky. <laughs> All right, just got to find there. Alex was a busy boy over the weekend. I was. And is now incredibly broke and <laughs> has to eat, of course, ramen noodles. You don't know the half of it. <laughs> the rest of his life. You saw The Notebook. I did. Wow. wow. Yeah, yes. I know that. Yes. Yeah. Alex saw The Notebook. And he sat in a theater of soccer moms and, and loved, did you? Did I think it was mostly teenage girls, but. Well. <laughs> whatever. They're, they're, they will eventually. Moms. Those those are just young <laughs> They will be moms. soccer moms eventually. They will be so, those teenage girls will turn to soccer moms. Real quick, your uh, your 30-second review of The Notebook. 30 based seconds. On Nic- based on Nicholas Star- Sparks' book, which the soccer moms love, starring Ryan Gosling, Jaden Marsden shows up. Uh, the blonde evil chick from Mean Girls is in it. She's the Rachel McAdams. I that's it. Her name. She's, yeah, that's her name. Uh, General no. ones. Uh, <laughs> well, um, not my type of movie. Definitely, um, <laughs> I saw it with a friend of mine who really wanted to see it. But nevertheless, I saw it. So you took one um, for the team. I did. Um, really, not my type of thing. Uh, but not awful. I will say okay. that a little bit better than it looks. Um, really, kind of a trite manipulative plot as you might be able to guess from seeing Nicholas the previews Sparks. from Nicholas Sparks yeah um very very traditional tearjerker but better acting than you might expect um all the leads are decent um Gosling and McAdams are both okay they, they have a fair amount of chemistry for for the for the material I'll say better better than the parts that are written for them um and it's got a, a sort of a downbeat edge to it which was commendable i guess a little bit if you don't like this type of movie you're probably not going to enjoy this but it is i would say a slightly above average tearjerker okay so if you saw the previews and you're like that's my bag see you're gonna enjoy it you'll probably love it okay but if you saw it and you're like whatever avoid it like the plague yeah sounds good thank you the notebook we got a (laughs) caller on the line caller you're on the impact movie chat how you doing pretty good how you doing baby we're doing great rinky how you doing Good, man. How you doing? Doing great. I got four words for you. Okay. Johnny Five is alive. All right. Yes. Short Circuit. Short Circuit is excellent. Fisher Stevens. Fisher Stevens. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, just got one partial word to say. The Goot. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Steve <laughs> Gutenberg. The Goot is in it. Excellent choice, Rinky. Thank you. I mean, it's I all like fools. Rephrase the question, maybe? To best robot, and I think I'd go back to Terminator. That one. Terminator, for for best robot in just general. Okay. If it was best, for specific. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Excellent choices, man. And it was good to hear from you. Yeah, good to hear from you, man. All right, take care. Okay, see ya. See ya. And we have another caller line. Caller, you're on the Impact Movie Chat. How you doing? Hey, I'm all right. How are you? We're doing great. Um, I have two cookies. Oh, one. I heard that the guy playing the main robot in iRobot is the same voice from Hal that played Hal. Uh, that's Ring? No. No? <laughs> it, it's, I have it's not, not heard that. No. That, that would actually sell the movie. I actually know who's playing him. Okay. And, and I'll, tell you, I'll tell you later on because it'll be funny <laughs> <laughs> when we're talking about the movie. <laughs> okay. So stick around. You're not going to want to turn the channel 
the Reverend is going to rock your world with All right, that. Rock on. What's the second thing? Um, well, one of my favorite robot movies, even though they're very simplistic, is Silent Running. Yeah, that's yeah. a fun one. Yeah, that's cute. Because, well, no, but they're they're very um, expressive for being small, round, dislike objects. Right. <laughs> so, you know. That's okay. good. All right, excellent choice. Thanks a lot. All Take right. care. Bye. All right, a movie just came to me, and before we can get anything, get any further... I have one of my moments where I'm thinking of something and I can't remember anything else and I can't remember the title. I just need it real quick. Um, urban drama. The, the, they're aliens. They're little miniature robots. Batteries not included. Thank you. <laughs> I just had to do that out loud. Now I can actually live my life. <laughs> Batteries not included. Thank you very uh, much. A short circuit knockoff. Yes. We should mention <laughs> yes. you. Short produced knockoff. by Steven Spielberg. But came to me, came to me all of a sudden. And I couldn't, it was going to eat my yeah. brain alive. You're listening to the Impact Movie Chat here on 89FM, The Impact. Phone lines are always open at 432-3893. 432-3893. We're talking about robots, why they rock, best movie with robots of all time. Name it. Give us a call. 432-3893. I dare you. All right. Let's get into a few more reviews. And then we'll move on. You saw Alex, as I said, busy man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's done nothing but watch movies. That's right. He's, That's my life. Really. His eyes are bloodshot. You saw King Arthur. I did. Any good? Uh, not really. Um, not terrible. Once again. Watchable? Yeah, watchable. watchable. Um, I would say that I agree a lot with what Andy said last week. This is definitely a meh movie. Okay. <laughs> this is a meh choice. Um, there, I mean, why would they... I'm, I'm mostly I'm just curious why they would make this movie because it's not an interesting story. Um, we don't really honestly know the true story behind King no. Arthur. We no, have some we hearsay, don't. but you know, anyone going expecting the true story of King Arthur, you know, you're not getting that from this movie. There's no true story of King Arthur. No, I mean, there's there might have been a guy back when. That's all he, he might. Know, that's really, that's you know? as best as anyone can give you. There's yeah. this guy named Fred. Yeah. Um, so the movie and they cut out all the good stuff. They did. There's, there's none of the cool Camelot stuff. Basically, this is just another. This is an action movie. It's a Jerry Bruckheimer action movie. Um, the actors are all decent, I would say, but they're not allowed to play anyone with any substance or any depth. You know, um, I, I would guess the. I would say the best actor is um, Stellan Sarsgaard. He he's the villain of the film, um, and he doesn't get enough screen time, of course. But his scenes at least have, are, are mildly entertaining. I'll say. All right. Um, the action scenes are not incredible. Um, there's one on a plate of ice that's pretty neat. That's but, what I've heard. It's a yeah, set piece of the film. It is. Um, the rest are pretty standard Braveheart style stuff. All right. Only with less gore because this is PG-13, which I don't like. No. Yeah. I um, need I need decapitations, people. Yeah. All right, there'll be uh, there'll be an unrated DVD. I can guarantee okay. that. Yeah. So once again, King Arthur is just meh. Yeah. All right. Well, so if you're feeling a meh mood, <laughs> if you're in a middle of the road mood, yeah, King Arthur is your. <laughs> if you've stumbled into the go. theater at one o'clock <laughs> in the afternoon, you don't know what you're gonna see. It might be all right. We got a caller on the line. Caller, you're on the Impact Movie Chat. How you doing? Hey, what's going on? I wanted to comment on King Arthur. Oh, how'd you feel about it? Um, see, I'm surprised you guys even gave it a meh. Because I saw it, and, like, to me, there was absolutely no character development. Like, at the end, when the knights were dying, no one cared, you know? Like, I didn't feel for the knights at all. And the king of the Saxons looked like he was drunk constantly. (laughs) (laughs) 
And, like, the, the love story seemed non-existent to me. Like, it was basically he rescued her, they looked endearingly at each other a couple times, and then they had sex, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I was Your standard surprised. Hollywood romance, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. I, th- I think yeah. I can answer this question, even though I haven't seen it. I think we watch so many horrible movies... <laughs> That if the director can even set the camera upright, we'll give it a mild thumbs up. Yeah. It's like it was watch it was watchable. Yeah. Van Helsing, what have you done to us? We've become so jaded that even, you know, poor movies, even the lowest of the mediocre low, are just all right, you know, you can you can like it if you want. I didn't want to riot. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't want to kill myself. Window, right? Yeah. So you just we're all right with it, and we're just gonna let it go. You know what color? No yeah. more. Uh, we're okay. gonna instill anger into all of our, uh, our. If it's a bad movie, it's a bad movie, and you will know about. I make that promise. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Take take yeah. care. Yep, bye. Have a good one. Alex. For the record, the photography was nice. I, I agree with Andy on that yeah. point, too. It did look, which, The movie did look nice. Which is one of your favorite cinematographers. That's right. All right. Which is a reason to give a meh, too. If, 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 yeah. it's, if it's got technically sound aspects. It was technically a well-put-together yeah. film. I mean, I never do that, but other people can. <laughs> you understand uh, the mindset. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, if, if it's got you know brilliant music and it's well-put-together... And I hate the story. Forget about it. I'll give it a shout out for all those other things, but I'm still going to hate the movie. (laughs) So I suggest everyone do the same. Yes. Okay. Uh, You listen to the Impact Movie Chat once again. 432-3893 is the number. I'll give it to you again. 432-3893. We're talking about movies. You've seen something we're talking about? Give us a call. Let us know how you felt about it. You want to talk about robots? Give us a call. We're talking about robots. Robots are cool. Let's do a very quick Anchorman. Yeah. Phil? Yes. 30 Second Anchorman. 30 Second Anchorman. Will, Will Ferrell's new film, what'd you feel about it? Uh, Did it make you cry? Pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised. I uh, thought it was, I mean, beyond that, I thought it was kind of funny. And uh, I don't really like Will Ferrell, and I, but I think if I did like Will Ferrell's comedy, I would really love this movie. Okay. Um, and I think, but it's it was co-written by Will Ferrell and Adam McKay, who's the director. Adam McKay did all these has done all these short films for Saturday Night Live, which I like. Which I think those, those are, are funny. That's the only good thing. Yeah, those are like really like weird, like bizarre humor, and it's a mixture of both their kinds of comedy. The first half is more Will Ferrell, second half is more McKay. It's so, like a tag team, event. right? They slapped hands. You write the end. Yeah. Okay. And I think I love the McKay stuff, and I thought some of the Farrell stuff was pretty funny. So okay. overall, I dug it. All right. You had a strange look on your face when we started his, inter- his uh, review. Alex. Did I? Oh, okay. Tell me well, why. Um, I, didn't, yes. I didn't like this too much. <laughs> um, once again, I didn't hate this one. Um, it, w- it was better than Dodgeball. Um, better than Dodgeball, folks. <laughs> yeah, better than we dodgeball. said it here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I am a Will Ferrell fan, and I was somewhat disappointed by this. I, I guess I should have gone in with lower expectations. But um, is this the beginning of the, uh, of course, a bound to happen Will Ferrell overexposure period, in which he then is in everything for about I a year? I think it's begun already. We personally. get tired of him, and then eventually, when yeah. you see him in a film, a la Ben Stiller, you're like, ah. Criminy. Yeah, and it was my fear that he was not going to have much of a character to play, and I think that sort of is the case that really Ron Burgundy isn't there isn't much to him he's really, not dynamic you know? yeah. um I, I I would call this comedy um I, I guess the name for I I have for it is go for broke comedy basically where you just keep throwing things at the audience just keep going and hope that some of it sticks 
Um, there's a large number of really bizarre stuff in this this movie. <laughs> Talking animals. Um, <laughs> Animated dream sequences. Um, it, it just... See, that was more of the stuff I liked. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of it works, but some of it doesn't, and I would say ultimately it's pretty hit or miss for me. Oh, I, right. I laughed at a few parts, but... So, gopher broke comedy. I think the Reverend calls that machine gun humor. Sure. A lot of bullets, a lot of jokes, occasional hit. Yeah. All right. That was Anchorman. Not necessarily a brilliant <laughs> film, but probably watchable. Yeah, definitely watchable. Definitely watchable. Better than dodgeball. Once better than, better dodgeball. than dodgeball. The best quotes. Better than dodgeball. <laughs> I wish critics did that, but unfortunately they don't. You're listening to the Impact Movie Chat. Well, hey, we're critics, and we're doing it, baby. Starting a trend right here, right now. You're listening to the Impact Movie Chat here on 89 FM. The Impact phone lines are open 432-3893, 432-3893. We're talking about robots. Let's get into what's coming out this week. Uh, the first one. A Cinderella story, and we do these in alphabetical order. A Cinderella story, PG, uh, starring Hilary Duff, Jennifer Coolidge, Regina King shows up, and that hottie, Chad Michael Murray, who you remember may have remembered from Freaky Friday, uh, which is interesting because that starred Lindsay Lohan, and Lindsay Lohan and Hilary Duff don't like each other. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Mm. I wonder if Hilary Duff didn't like this Chad Michael Murray kid. Interesting. Not really that interesting. Cinderella story. Title says it all. It's a Cinderella story. Jennifer Coolidge is the evil stepmother. Um, it's set in like, you know, it looks like Southern California, present day. Um, I'm done. That's Cinderella story. There's nothing else you need. Yeah. Um, if you like Lizzie McGuire, if you like Hilary Duff, if you're a 14-year-old girl, you're down with this movie already. Uh, I'm going to guess for a group of uh, college-aged, mid-20-somethings, we're not really up for it. Not really our bag, right, Alex? No. Didn't think so. But... It's got an audience. That audience apparently has some money. I don't remember having any money when I was 14, but hey, the kids nowadays do, <laughs> and they're going to go check it out. So that's a Cinderella story coming out right now. And I, I will say, if you like that kind of movie, if it's, your, if it's geared towards you, you may enjoy it. Also coming out, The Clearing, uh, starring Robert Redford, Helen Mirren, and uh, Willem Dafoe. It's an... Uh... <laughs> Reverend, you can... What do you, what do you think about it? <laughs> Making gagging noises over here. I don't know. The, the trailer uh, just hurt me. It yeah. looks, looks terrible. Basically, Willem Dafoe is a disgruntled employee who kidnaps, you know, ultra-rich uh, Robert Redford. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of... It's just a ransom uh, in the woods type deal. Right. And they both learn something. Yeah. Probably. About themselves. <laughs> about each other. About life. Uh, yeah. Helen Mirren probably plays Robert Redford's wife. Um, it was... The toast of Sundance, only because <laughs> Redford is Sundance and you know demands that everyone toasts him. So, um, but it's a it's an independent film. It's coming to you. It's kind of cute when an independent, uh, like maybe artsy film. I'm gonna put that in quotes, of course. An artsy film comes into the middle of summer because it just gets trounced by it's an indi- King Arthur. It's an independent film. Uh, it's like a, I, yeah, I, like I pseudo make an independent film. Can I get Robert Redford in it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? it's Robert Redford and his, and his billions of dollars right. thrown into there. And of course, last but certainly not least, I Robot comes out uh, from Alex Proyas. You may recognize his name. He did Garage Days, Dark City, The Crow, which is Alex's favorite movie of all time. No, I'm it's a- not. <laughs> Wait a minute. PG thirteen. I Robot. <laughs> stars Will Smith. You will see the lovely Bridget Moynihan. Also, James Cromwell, Bruce Greenwood, other people are in it. Um, it's PG-13. And I, Robot, that title may be familiar to a lot of people. And not to just nerds, which I am one, so I'm not just making fun of nerds. I, Robot, uh, classic short stories by uh, Isaac Asimov, 
um, brought it out. Uh, I have not read iRobot, but I asked a friend who had. And he said, this is nothing like yeah. the work of Asimov. Um, but Will Smith plays a paranoid, uh, futuristic cop who doesn't like technology because technology is ruining the world, man. Uh, mostly the robots. It's like the Matrix, basically. Someone took the idea of the Matrix and just, you know, that whole idea where the robots get upset about being robots <laughs> and, like, being enslaved by humanity and go berserk. Well, basically, that's what they did with the movie here. But they're not going to call it, like, Matrix the prequel. Mm-hmm. which I could really not use a Matrix prequel. So if someone's out there listening to don't that... Don't get any ideas. Don't, don't <laughs> do that to me. Do not do that to me, please. iRobot is out. I'm interested to see if any of the panelists want to see this movie in an unironic fashion. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Sure. Because that's, that's the only way you should want to see this film. <laughs> is... Let's give it a shot. You know, give it, a mean, shot. It, it looks it looks dumb. I'm not oh, gonna yeah. lie. The, the the trailer is not good, but trailers can be misleading, as we've discussed before. And um, I'm gonna give it a whirl. I'm not gonna go in with any high expectations about this. This isn't what I'm looking forward to necessarily, but I'm willing to to see it and see if maybe. It... I'm I'm gonna say, and this is just what I'm gonna say. I don't think trailers are misleading. I think trailers, for the most part, because most of the time trailers just give away the whole story. Mm-hmm. A la I Robot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and give you completely what the movie is, so that you're not. I'm usually not, you know, surprised when I go to a movie. It's maybe one out of every 15, 20 films I see that I've seen the trailer that I'm surprised at what the movie I see. For the most part, trailers are spot on. Well, here's here's a hypothetical situation for okay. for this exact movie. You know, a movie. I Robot is made. It's like a somewhat serious movie, you know, sci-fi film. And then, you know, the the studio's like, we need to hype this up as a Will Smith movie. So they take every little snippet of dialogue, some of which isn't even in the film, where Will Smith's like saying something wacky, put that in there, put every like little clip of action. But that might not be what the movie is at all. I'm just saying it that might. Be. Yeah, that might. I'm. I I don't. I doubt it though. Okay. That's, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it won't. I'm not okay. saying this isn't going to be a real introspective film that right. make you think. Uh, but I seriously doubt that. Okay. That's just my take. All right. So you wanna, do you want to check out iRobot? I, uh, yeah. And actually, I'm kind of interested in it. I mean, I'm not like, I'm not convinced it's going to be good, but I'm also not convinced it's going to be bad. Okay. Like, I think I like Alex Proyas. I think he's, you know, I definitely hold out hope for him. I, I loved, uh, Crow, I was kind of iffy on, but it was all right. You don't like I, the crow, man. Alex is upset. That's his favorite movie. <laughs> Wait a minute here. <laughs> well, I, did, I did love Dark City, and um, this is definitely something that he was working on. It wasn't just like a studio, you know. They didn't just hire him at the last minute. It wasn't a Frankenheimer job. Okay, as, as throw him in. Call it. Um, but uh, you know, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, it's yeah, I totally agree. Like. The trailer, as soon as I saw the trailer, I was like, that looks dumb. This is going to be stupid. This movie looks terrible. I hate Will Smith. Uh, written by, partially written by Akiva Goldsman, who's probably one of my least favorite Ouch. screenwriters. Mm. Uh, wrote uh, the later Batman movies, Ghost in the Darkness, Lost in Space. Oh, man. Um, and uh, the, um, yeah, but so my head says this movie's going to be terrible. My heart. <laughs> I got my heart. You know, I got this like it's the force. I get this feeling. I'm just like, 
Robots. Like, like, and actually, like I've heard Alex Proyas say some stuff about the movie. He was kind of he was kind of smooth talking me. He's like, I was like, okay, I'll check it out. I'll check it out, Alex Proyas. He bought just you, for you. He, he bought you a drink. He put his arm around you. Told you he cared. Oh yeah, and I have to tell you who does. <laughs> yes, who does the voice? Like Andy Circus did uh, Gollum in Lord of the Rings. They they motion captured and used the voice of uh, a certain actor for the main robot in this movie. Uh, this is another hard pronunciation. Alan Tudyk? Tudyk, I think, is it. Tudyk. Oh, you, you checked it out. I there. checked it out. I okay. saw his name on that. I stopped because I thought he might be the person, but when I was mentioning yeah. the cast listing, I didn't think it was Shy McBride, but no, no, no. I, I, I thought it might be him or, or Bruce Greenwood. Alan Tudyk, yes. And where would people re- recognize him? I'm, I'm looking at Alex here. Played the pirate in Dodgeball. <laughs> so it's a big year. This what? But but also that might change your opinion. He's, what what else is he? Is it, he was in uh, he was in Knight's Tale. Knight's Tale. Like. He he um, plays the, uh, the the whimsical guy. Yeah, he uh, was in Wonder Boys. He gave he gave Michael Douglas a ride. Yep, in that movie. Yep. He's the janitor <laughs> of the uh, the museum. Yeah. he's in um, uh, Twenty Eight Days uh, with okay. Sandra Bullock. He plays the. I don't know if he's German or not, but he's, he plays the really weird oh, yeah. uh, homosexual gentleman. Yeah, I saw like 20 minutes of that movie. Yeah. Yeah. So you remember that? <laughs> Man. <laughs> yeah. You but really no. missed. Okay. So well, I kind of like this guy. He's interesting. Yeah. He's weird. Yeah. And they, so they, they so, so basically on set, he had to be like in like a blue suit. Probably. Like yeah. with like, like reflective balls all over us, like stuck to the suit. Right. But just like they did Andy Serkis. Yeah. Which is, when you really think about it, got to be the most embarrassing. Job to actually have to do in a film. Now you may think, "Oh, this is great. I'm in the movie. You know, mm-hmm. this is this is wonderful. You know, and this could be a major part part." And it worked out for for Andy Serkis. Yeah. <laughs> but when you really think about, it, if the movie fails, you spend three months like in like a spandex uniform, like nobody on set, you. but nobody recognizes you, <laughs> and no one cares. No one cares even looking up on IMDb. Yeah. Why this guy though? Like, why do they? Why did he get the part? I mean, I don't. Lanky guy, cool voice. What has he shown? I mean, what has he done to show that he? You know, you're making a movie about a robot. robot, You know, and (laughs) you need someone who can do the robot's voice. Uh, This guy. I I don't know. Uh, He walked into Proyas's office and did the robot for him. Yeah, (laughs) did the dance. That's that's how he did it. He put on. He put on some Herbie Hancock and just (laughs) just started doing the doing the jerk. It was great. All right, here. Listen to the Impact Movie Chat. You're on 89 FM, The Impact. Phone lines are always open at 432-3893. Once again, 432-3893. We're kind of silly in the studio today. I don't know why. But you're listening to The Impact Movie Chat. It's your show. Give us a call. We're talking about robots. We're talking about movies with robots. We're talking about the movie I, Robot. Uh, we're talking about anything. If, you know, Heck, The Crow. If you like The Crow, give us a call. I don't care. But think about the best movie with a robot. The best robot in a film. Let us know. Give us a call. 432-3893. Once again, 432-3893. And I want to remind you, if you don't get on the air, too shy, too nervous, um, busy doing something else, and you can't give us a call, there is the message board, the Impact Movie Chat message board at the website. Uh, the Impact has an amazing website. It's uh, it's just at www.impact89fm.org. Impact89fm.org. That's a site. Brilliant stuff about everything. All the specialty shows, uh, forums to do anything, information about why this station rocks and how we continually rock you. And most importantly, message boards. 
where you let your voice be heard, including the best one, which is for the Impact Movie Chat. So just look it up. But give us a call, 432-3893. We're talking about robots. Why robots rock? Andy, yes. your hand was up. I, uh, I just wanted to throw out some more robot movies. More robot movies. You Let's do it. More robot you, movies. Uh, you mentioned Batteries Not Included, and that made me think of uh, another another movie from the early 80s. Uh, it stars Tom Selleck and Christy Alley. It's, uh, I don't know if you know where I'm going with this. This movie scared the hell out of me when I was a little kid. Uh, it's called Runaway. 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 Also directed by... Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Who did direct it? I forget. Michael Crichton. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Michael Crichton. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Well, then. You You're can watch this with Westworld, West Westworld, yeah. Yes. Yes, he directed that I've, as well. Excellent. I've been informed. Okay. Well, the best part about this. Okay, there's robotic spiders, right? And they go around and they kill people and poison people. But the villain in this movie is played by Ronnie James Dio. <laughs> 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 which I think is which is great from Black Sabbath. Yes, <laughs> Dio, it's time to go. Thank you. Tish, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a very fun movie, very futuristic, very eighties. <laughs> but uh, my uh, a, a huge robot movie, great robot movie that I love that no one's mentioned yet is uh, one that Ridley Scott made with Harrison Ford. Did a little something called Blade Runner. Blade Runner, which is a favorite of mine. Too. Excellent job. Well done. And nothing more need be said about that. Blade Runner's brilliant. It's awesome. Yeah. Great movie. I would put it in my top ten of the 80s. I think I would, too. Done. Maybe. I just did it. Alex. I have a uh, robot movie to defend. It's Ro- one that nobody really likes very much. Um, and I guess I can sort of understand why. I don't know. Um, AI. AI. Yeah. I nobody like AI. Likes it. Yeah, nobody likes it very much. Um, Steven Spielberg's AI, he made it right before Minority Report. Um, It was a a dead project that Stanley Kubrick, late Stanley Kubrick, worked on, but he was late. He died, and he was unable to work on it. So Spielberg... Spielberg picked it up. As a humanitarian, said, I will finish your work, Kubrick. Yeah. In a mediocre sense, I will finish your work. (laughs) No, no, I'm I'm actually not going to give you a hard time because... There's a resurgence of popularity of AI. Okay. I think so. I, I, I'm getting Who are these feel. people? Can I have their phone number? I, well, I, I've, I I've never met I'm just many people. Say, I live with someone who, who likes AI. Okay. Does it, but can, can defend it to the public. Why um, this movie rocks and why the robots are cool. Well, um, for, for one thing, there are a lot of robots in this movie. Uh, and a lot of different kinds. And there's, uh, like the first hour anyway, is, is a lot of sort of cute, funny robot stuff. Interesting robot stuff. With um, Haley Joel Osment as the, the robot boy. Um, and I, you know, I, I guess one of the major reasons I like it is one of the reasons a lot of people might not like it is that it feels like Spielberg trying to cover Kubrick, you know, like Spielberg doing a cover of Kubrick or something, Mm -hmm. which really I think pisses a lot of people off, but I think it's really interesting. I think someone as big as Spielberg trying to do something in the vein of somebody like Kubrick, I think it's fascinating. And I think you can definitely see, like, sort of dueling mentalities in the movie. Like, you can see parts that are going towards Spielberg, and then you can see parts that are sort of drifting in the direction of Kubrick. Phil? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah um, you had the look on your face. Do you I, want to say I'm something? Not, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of that movie, although I think – I didn't hate it. Like, I think the uh, – and I actually was going to mention it on this show because I think it's – I don't love it, but I think it's a cool movie about robots. Yeah. You know, it's just, if you want to get your fix of robots, that's definitely one of the top movies I would think of, because it's, the robots are kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Jude Law, Hilda Joel Osment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looks good. I think, I think a lot of, uh, I mean, a lot of the, the criticism of that movie is because it was going to be done by Stanley Kubrick. So anyone who stepped <laughs> into those shoes, 
you know, it was destined for failure. You know, I mean, well, especially somebody as radically different as Spielberg. Right, exactly. You know? Well, at the time, at the time of his death, I think Kubrick was still widely considered the the best living director. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when he died, it was just like, well, who's who steps up and takes the mantle? <laughs> and for the most part, the person on most people's lips isn't Steven Spielberg. Right. Uh, you know, I like Stevie. I enjoy a lot of his films. But the man made Hook and Always, so I don't need to go any further. <laughs> okay? He's little, he's, he panders to the, to the American public a bit. He's overly sentimental. But then again, he made Raiders of the Lost Ark and Jaws. So, hey, I can understand it. So, yeah. great filmmaker. Take it what you will. Guys, continually think about robots. Robots are awesome. More great movies about <laughs> robots. Let's take a talk. call. Let's take a call. Caller, you're on the Impact Movie Chat. How you doing? Hello? Hello, caller. Yes. How you doing? Yeah, I was calling, uh, what about Cherry 2000 with Meg Ryan? Yeah. She was like the sex robot. Yeah, that that was uh, that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Back in, what was that, like late 70s or something? Yeah, or? it was like one of her first movies. Yeah, yeah. And then she got to choose between the sex robot and her. Right, right. <laughs> this, uh, I, I remember that one. That was good times. And what about, uh, I don't know if this counts or not, but... Uh, Phantasm had all those little flying robots with little spikes in them. The, yeah, the balls with the spikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, sure. Those are robots. Those are They're evil weird. possessed <laughs> robots, but <laughs> it counts. Yeah. It counts. All right, well, you guys have a good one. Yeah. Take care. Thanks. And we have another call on the line. Caller, you're on the Impact Movie Chat. How you doing? Fine. Cool. Uh, and do you have a do you have an idea for the robots? Uh, well, actually, it was not the Runaway movie. Runaway? It wasn't James Dio that uh, was the villain. I just had to make the point. It was Gene Simmons. Oh, Gene Simmons okay. from Kiss. Oh, that was practically yeah. the same person. Right. <laughs> I will admit, they, they do look they, a little They look very similar. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a while it's, since I've seen that movie. I'm sorry about that. Check out the back of the video next time. Gotcha. <laughs> whoa, yes, whoa. Sir. Someone's getting a little big for his britches. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks for giving us a call. Phone lines are always open. 432 3893. Once again, 432 3893. We're talking about robots, why robots rock, how they rock your house. One last one from everybody. Alex, robot. Ed- Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. He's a robot. I know that's um, that's arguable, but he, he, he is an android. He's an so android. So I'm going with that one. Okay. Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands. Forbidden Planet. Forbidden Planet. Yeah. With Leslie Nielsen as the hero. Cool, cool robot in that movie choice yeah choice and i was going to say forbidden planet but oh. now i can't sorry <laughs> so i'll just say uh lost in space the tv show not the movie Lost in Space TV show. Go. got a couple for nice. you and then i'll let you guys th- okay throw out a couple more there because i got a couple more futurama the show futurama the so show. many robot jokes so many robot jokes good and they're good that show yes. is funny yes. if you like the simpsons you're not watching that you're doing yourself a discredit exactly exactly uh black hole black hole I don't know. I got nothing. Fly, got a couple. Fly the Navigator. The ship is a robot. Very cool. And if you were a kid in the 80s, that movie rocked your house. Can we say that the Hell 9000 computer is a robot? I then? was going to say that. All he right. is a robot because he does control the giant ship. Good is Excellent. Um, Ice Pirates. Yes. Uh, great robots. That movie is brilliant. There's, uh, there's a pimp bot. Pimpbot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, can you you can't get around it, man. Talking about like, you know, Cherry 9, whatever her name was with Megan Ryan. Pimps. The robot needs a pimp. Right? There you go. Um, the Day the Earth Stood Still. Mm-hmm. Uh, Good choice. Done. Nice. Done there. Delicious. Yep. Trumped you all. Take that one. <laughs> and if we're going to talk about TV shows and talk about robots, we're going to throw that in there. Little, I don't know if you know about a robot named Vicky from Small Wonders. Ah, there you go. Nice. Weird, uh, weird, obscure 80s television show 
of the day. Small wonders. I just totally I just, cracked out. I just remember walking through a wall. That's all I got. Yeah. Was that in the opening credits? Uh, I think so. Okay. She, and she would like get wet and like freak out. It was about a uh, an engineer who made a robot child and then tried to pass it off as like his own child that he adopted. Crazy show. I got one for you. Do it. Daryl. Anybody remember that? Yeah. The robot boy. Yeah. <laughs> That's the original AI. AI is original. Okay. Any others? Uh, I'm good. I think we're okay. spent on robots. N- none of which star Ronnie James Dio. All right. <laughs> Last caller. Caller, you're on the Impact Movie Chat. Oh, uh, yeah. I was wondering, uh, that movie Blade Runner, I thought that was about clones, not robots. Uh, not, no, not nope. clones. Robots. Replicants, which are robots. Yep. Oh, Sounds okay. like clones. That, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Close. Close. I wasn't sure about it. Yeah. No. Yeah, check it out again, though. Great it's movie. Stuff. Brilliant. Yeah, I'll go watch it again. I'll make sure. And uh, I was actually going to throw out uh, Play the Last Navigator, but you guys already said it. Oh, yeah. yeah Still yeah. good. Voice, the robot ship is voiced by Paul Rubens. Yeah, I like <laughs> that voice. It's cool. It's excellent. <laughs> excellent choice. Take care. All right, thanks. All right. That's wrapping up the show. I want to remind you, stick around. The basement's up next. You want to watch that. But first, let's do the Impact Movie Chat video pick of the week. I'm giving it to the Reverend. Indeed. Hand it to the Reverend. Yes. Do it. I'm, Very I'm, quickly. I'm doing a lot of things that have previously been mentioned on the show. This is one of them. It's uh, Proyas's, the director of iRobots, uh, movie, so two movies back, called Dark City, which uh, is about, it's about a dark city. It's a science fiction movie. How dark is the city? It's always dark. Okay. There is no, never any sunlight. And... Uh, it's I, I I would recommend if you see it watch the first minute on mute, so they don't give away the entire film in the opening monologue, and then turn the sound on, <laughs> and then if you haven't seen it before, uh, but yeah, it's really the production design, photography, all that is is awesome. It's really cool. It might even get you excited for iRobot. Maybe all right, maybe. <laughs> all right. So Dark City, the Impact Movie Chat video pick of the week. Gentlemen, I like to say that. I thought that was an excellent show. Well yeah. done. Mm-hmm. For the doubter, Alex Dowd, the reverend, Andy Keast, the keister, and our engineer, Jeremy. My name is Brad Brooks. Thanks for checking us out. We'll see you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Remember to stick around. The Basement's up next. Have a good night. Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact.